You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we pour this libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We pour this libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we pour this libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we pour this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we pour this libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We pour this libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotel family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day, a great weekend. Hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. And hope the weather is accommodating for you to do it. But of course, if it is not, and it has to get done, it must be done, and you will get it done. So, hey, don't fret, do it. 
This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. Drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But you can also... Uh, you can also go to whatever search engine you use, go to babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. This is African Perspectives. I'm glad that you're with us. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to broadcast Wednesday. My internet was down for a couple of days. They were doing work in the area here. So I was out without internet service at all. And, and and for a lot of people, like, what do you do, you know? You, you read, do all kind of good stuff, man. You know, some people just say, I'm lost without it. <laughs> yeah. I have a guest today, brother, who's been on this program before, a brother who I had a, a lot of admiration and respect for, and that is brother Bashir Muhammad Pata Akanyele out of Newark, and a member of ASCAC. And uh, he wrote a synopsis on the new book, by Malefi Kete Asante, the revolutionary pedagogy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, but before we do that, before we do that and get off into that, I, I'm not I'm, I'm going to forego the announcements, and but I am going to read the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. And a lot of them are very pointed. I'm going to read three of them. Um, the first one is... It's dated July 5th. That's because I've been gone that long. And so it is. The aggressive seizure of intellectual space, like the seizure of land, amounts to the aggressors occupying everyone else's territory while claiming it has his own. Malefe Kete Asante. Negro intellectual watchdogs have recently experienced an unprecedented and virtually unchallenged leverage over defining what is acceptable African interpretation of reality. It is not that the number of serious African-centered warrior scholars is declining. This charge has resulted from the campaigning of the mass media, the doling out of the academic positions, the virtual absence of control over these positions by Africans who hold them, and the intolerance of increasing numbers of Africans who fear anything not bringing them greater levels of consumption in this materialistic world. This Caucasian-sponsored Negro crusade has left us few credible public platforms from which to speak truth. We often miss the point of the Negroization of African-centered education when looking for individual traitors instead of cultural conspirators. Cultures define their interests and African educational initiatives are in opposition to European cultural imperatives. Europeans naturally respond accordingly. Mentocidal African academicians or academics are central to their racist response. Their reaction to African educators working to re-Africanize students by offering them the opportunity to know themselves and study independent nation building, a direct threat to European dominance of Africans, and is aggressively oppositional. Affirm, I am raising African-centered warrior scholars. Affirm, I am raising African-centered warrior scholars. And this is definitely in line of what our discussion is today with, 
with Brother Patai Akinyele. This is definitely in line. When you understand yourself and love yourself, there is no room for fear. I repeat, when you understand yourself and you love yourself, there is no room for fear. Paul Goss. The key to informed empowerment lies in both the past and the present. For the past is the guardian of the future through the present. We must come to understand the substance and conditions of our tradition of moral leadership and instill that in our youth by instill that in, in our youth by example. A quick study reveals that it is always a distinct minority who assumes a proactive posture and unquestionably thinks and acts in concert with the omnipresent against the, the perpetrators of our people's nightmares. These individuals do not beg, plead, request, implore, supplicate, entrance, shuffle, cartel, bootlick, brown nose, or any way prostitute themselves for the crumbs or love of their prosecutors. Like them, we must understand that people create power and rule from that seat. We must reclaim these African qualities that make us willing to die for the physical and psychological liberation of all of our descendants or they will perish for lack of knowledge of self and space within which to exercise it. We must bring the dignity of power back to our people. Ashay. Affirm, I understand and I love myself. Affirm, I understand and I love myself. July 8th. We must be about the business of liberating the minds of African children. In order for that to occur, the minds of all Africans who interact with them must also be liberated. There is no other way. Dr. Bobby Wright. Europeans should never be present in the classrooms of our children. I repeat, Europeans should never be present in the classrooms of our children. Their tainted truth should never enter our children's ears or minds. Relying on them to tell our story and then define us from ourselves is a sad statement about our will to be African. They are absolutely incapable of teaching our children of their true power and responsible use of it for our community. Neither is there any African potency in the words of Negroes. They cannot be because their influence leads to subintegrationist suicide. They are, they are not willing to die fighting against the lies that betray our people's interests. They bring them. Moreover, today, their primary mission, evident in virtually every school system where our children are found, is to serve as the colored administrators who, in, who reintroduce European teachers into our children's classrooms so that it does not appear as a European subintegrationist initiative. No one can work for or against our children. At, no one can work for and against our children at the same time. Affirm, I work to liberate our children's minds from whiteness. Affirm, I, inter, I work to liberate our children's minds from whiteness. That is a good segue to our, to our guest because that's what he has done. Uh, yeah. I'm looking for Brother Akinyele. Are you there, my brother? 
Man, I'm sorry about that family. Okay. Um, Brother Bashir Akinyele, are you there? Hit, hit star twice. Because I don't recognize these phone numbers. Brother Akinyele, hit star twice. Okay. Well, you know, I told him that I wanted him to come home early, but um, that's okay. He'd definitely be here by 1130, which is 10 minutes from now. And so what I want to do is um, what, I, what, what, what I want to do is um, Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And so I'm looking for Brother Akinyele. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, Is this Brother Akinyele? Nah, this is Brother Kirby. Hey, Brother Kirby Hassan. How you doing there, brother? I'm I'm good, I'm good. How you doing there? Good. I'm just hold on. He should be with us very shortly. And um, um, in fact, I may just read a few other things. Uh, so uh, hold, just hold on, okay? And let me you just, got it. All right. Thank you, my brother. Peace to you. Okay. Peace. I'll tell you. Okay. I'll tell you what we're going to do, family. We're going to play a little music. And um, for the next few minutes, and then um, he'll be back on at that time, and then we will uh, proceed from there. Okay? I'll play something right now that I know that'll play. All right. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Once again, I'm really thankful that I'm back on the air because I was down the internet in, in this area my area was down but we're back on and we're feeling pretty good so you stay with us Together, we're polishing up our act. And if you've ever been 
that has a negative vibe And if you're trying to make it, they only push you aside They really don't have nowhere to go Ask them where they're going
Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And uh, we have a very interesting discussion today on the revolution, revolutionary pedagogy, the way to teach our children. And, and as I said, I read those pieces on the Inye Sesim, which I very pointed at. <laughs> that only us should be teaching our children. My guest today is Brother Bashir Muhammad Pata Akinyele. Brother, are you with me? Yes, Hotep. Can you hear me? Yes, I can very well. Hotep, dear brother. Yes, uh, Hotep, 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 brothers and sisters. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on uh, your show today, my brother. Well, hey, every time you've been on, it's always good. It's always good conversation, always good discussion. I've been... Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, before I had a chance to uh, connect with you, heard you on a few other programs, and of course read your columns in the Your Black World, and they were always the best ones <laughs> that, that Your Black oh, World put bro. out there. I'm just giving you, I'm, at least for me, man, I'm just keeping it real because they, you know, they're African centered, and they, then they, and that's where I am, you know. You, you, oh, brother, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm humble, humbled yeah. and inspired by yeah. your words, my yeah, brother. Well, well, you bring for it real, and, you and, do. And, and, you know, I, can I just say this, brother? I would be remiss if I didn't greet all my brothers and sisters in the African world community. You know, we're we're Pan-African people, man. So we have many, many uh, people from various cultures and political movements. So I can't greet everybody in, in every language, but I usually open like this, brother. I say, stop the violence, stop the shooting, black power, all power to the people, Yuhu, Yuhu Sasa, mm-hmm. uh uh, no justice, no peace, peace in the streets, <laughs> what's popping, what's cracking, uh, peace to the nation of gods and herbs, assalamu alaikum to all my Muslim brothers and sisters, <laughs> hallelujah to all my Christian brothers and sisters. That's right, get them all, get all of them, because yes, they're all here. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. you know, but but again, we tie it all together with Hotep, peace. Yeah, peace, <laughs> Ashe. Uh, I tell you, um, you know, this conversation in light of what's happening educationally and what's happening to our people uh, is so timely. You know, right. uh, yes, we must be in control of the educational process. And because a lot of our people who are not aware and, and, and who have put their faith and trust in this system, who wouldn't who still don't believe after everything that has been done to us, that this system will not exterminate us will not eliminate us we many of our people don't believe it they believe in the constitution they believe in the laws they believe in all that kind of shit excuse me and but yet and still it constantly shows us otherwise you know and it is and it is proven otherwise and so what's most important for us is to educate ourselves prepare ourselves to run our world to be independent. That's why this program, that's why every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, this program deals with independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The model of this program is pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. And that's it. There ain't no damn it other discussion. If you're not talking about that, I remember when I first came on radio, I've been on now eight years. Uh, a brother out of St. Louis used to argue with me about, I, I had to cut him off, man, because I don't want to argue about whether or not we should be free. We should be independent mm-hmm. and self-determining. I just want to know how do we do it? How do we get there? 
You know, that's right. Absolutely, that's the bottom line. We need to be yes. a sovereign people, man. So absolutely, brother. So you know, your show to... is, you know, one of the most important uh, pieces to uh, Black liberation or African liberation. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we 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 need programs. We need shows like yours. <clears throat> So that we can reprogram ourselves to be thinking uh, in terms of black liberation or African liberation, mm-hmm. you know, right. so so and Pan-Africanism and, you know, Afrocentricity and all those good things, all those all those 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 uh, pathways to freedom, yeah. you know, and independence. So, you know, um, yeah, brother, I agree with you, man. I mean, instead of just arguing about, you know, why, you know, about freedom, let's let's talk about. Let's talk about how we get there. Right. All right. What What are the best, you know, methods, practices to get to freedom and independence? You know, mm-hmm. and if you and you know, if and folks, if, if if brothers and sisters have a have a great method, fine. And I know you, and I know you provide the space for that, my oh, brother. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, for definitely. brothers and sisters to come on and talk about definitely. the methods, you know, the methods and the and the strategy uh, that we can use to, mm-hmm. you know, that you know we can use to uh, free ourselves. You mm-hmm. know. But you know, just arguing for argument's sake, nah, brother. No, you know? no, nah, please. We, we, don't need we ain't got that. time. We don't need that. Yeah, we, right. we, ain't, we, we don't have time. So, but what's most we important? Don't. We don't. So, what's most important for us is how do we release the vice grip that the European has on our minds? How right. do we do it? Right. You know. Right. And 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 yes. the only way to do it is acquiring knowledge itself. You know, Absolutely. that's why what, what you're going to talk about in terms of the revolutionary pedagogy and the teaching and the educational. Of our, and, and this is important, too, in light of what the Europeans don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. They don't right. know. No, they don't want no African centered or no African <laughs> pedagogy in the in, in the schools where no schools, let alone the schools where our children are at, you know. Right. They, they're they're right. hard challenge against critical race theory, which, of course, you know, wasn't about nothing anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and right. all that was right. was, you know, looking at the effects of what Europeans mm-hmm. have done on us and how it affects us even to this day. And that's real. But yet these yeah. Caucasians, you know, they don't want the truth. They can't just <laughs> just well, as can Nathan. The truth. That's yeah. right. That's just Nathan Jessup of a few good men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, you can, brother. You, you know, can't handle you know, the truth because they can't. Right, they can't. Right, and speaking of yeah, and speaking of critical race theory, before it was critical race theory, right? Before it was sixteen nineteen. It was the it was the uh, it was Afrocentricity. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, folks had a problem with with Afrocentricity in the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, That's but right. anything that exposes the facts—I like to say facts, not just truth, but facts—because you know, truth is subjective. You know, mm-hmm. um, but facts is indisputable. All right. So there are there are people in this country, particularly white people, European people, that don't want the facts about the you know the history of this country, the history of the world, to be exposed. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know you're right, brother. Absolutely. Well, yeah, they yeah. want that sanitized version of. And there are, that there are other folks too, Negroes. Yeah. There's some yeah. Arabs. There's a whole lot of folk, other yeah. folks too, lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to mm-hmm. to you know keep the the facts buried. You see, you know. So you know, yeah, brother. You know, this thing is this thing is a worldwide conspiracy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and my contention is we do it regardless. We do it regardless yeah. of what they say, what, what what the Negroes and our people say, 
or anybody outside right. of us, you know. Yep. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because the challenge for us is if, if we don't do this, we will not survive. We will not That's be right. here. If we don't do this as an African mm-hmm. people, we will not survive. Our, our, our continent is under severe attack because of the ignorance that is, you know, that is pervasive there because of colonialism, you know, absolutely, and all the other divisions that are happening there. And here we are as an African people on the continent Mm -hmm. throughout the diaspora who sit on, Mm -hmm. in fact, I don't know if you heard about this in Uganda, Mm -hmm. they found trillions Mm -hmm. of dollars of gold, trillions, Mm -hmm. trillions of Mm -hmm. dollars of gold, not millions or billions, trillions of dollars of gold in Uganda. Right. And and, yeah. and they have yeah. some Japanese company, corporation mm-hmm. that is going to extract it, you know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't. Yeah. And the Japanese, yeah. not the Japanese. I'm sorry, the Chinese, and the well, Chinese. I was going to say Chinese. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Chinese. You know, mm-hmm. instead of us doing it for ourselves after all these hundreds of years. Right. You know, to right. me, everything or anything that needs to be done, we should be mm-hmm. able to do it. You know? Absolutely. Right. And, and to me, but I, I, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, you know, it's something that you had said a few, said a few minutes ago about education. Unfortunately, um, many of our people on the continent of Africa have been uh, educated by the colonialists, mm-hmm. you know, by the yes. European colonialists. Um, and on the other end, many of our people have been Arabized mm-hmm. uh, by the Arabs, you know, mm-hmm. the Arab invasion. So they've been Arabized. Yes. So they're not even thinking black or African right. at all. all right. right. So we so you know, war on our minds have been taking place for decades, brother. You know, mm-hmm. for centuries. Um I like to say centuries, more than just decades, centuries. Yeah. You know? This so we we're so disconnected, you know, to our to ourselves, to our history, uh, to our culture, you know, because of the invasions and the you know and and, and because of the invaders and because of the colonialists, man. You know, it's, it's, it's real deep because let me just say this real quick. I, I went to uh, Kemet to do, um, to study, um, uh, went to Kemet, Nubia, uh, Nile Valley. I went into the Nile Valley with the Quasis. Big shout out to as Professor Aswa. Oh, no doubt. Professor Aswa yeah. and, yeah, his and, wife, and his wife. Mm-hmm. Yes. Big shout out to them, man. They sponsor an uh, uh, educational tour of of Kemet and the Nile Valley mm-hmm. every single year. It's called the Kemet New man know thyself tour right mm-hmm. right so i went my wife and i um traveled uh to kemet to study for three weeks and while we were there we were traveling all around kemet nubia damn it down into the sudan mm-hmm. and um so one we were on we were on our uh, uh one of the uh we at the airport uh getting ready to board a flight i think down into nubia and i asked i, I saw some brothers and sisters you know um waiting for flights as well. So I went up to one of the brothers. I said, hey, I said, peace, brother. He said, peace. And I said, where you from? He said, Chad. I said, wow, you from Chad? I said, and he, I said, what's the, what's the indigenous language of Chad? What's the original language of Chad? And they said, I don't know. French? I was like, mm. no, sir. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, no, sir, brother. I said, I said mm. no, yeah. brother. You know, yeah. I said, I'm not from Chad, but I know that. That ain't French. French. not. <laughs> Right, you know, and colonizers. I walked away shaking my head, and I said, yeah. "Wow, not only are African people in America miseducated, 
right? Mm. Our brothers and sisters on the continent are are severely miseducated yeah. as well, you know? And that's why we have to honor, we have to really, not just honor, but we have to tap into the wisdom of Dr. Sheikh Anthony Jope and, mm. and Dr. Theophil Obinga, you mm. know? Mm. We got to tap into the to, to their to their wisdom, brother, so we can create uh, schools, right? That teach that I mean, teach our history and our culture, so we can inspire a generation of engineers and scientists and construction workers and lawyers right. and doctors. You know what I'm saying? Right. That we will need be it. absolutely committed to African liberation because we need it right now. Africa absolutely. has everything that it needs to transform right. the continent. Absolutely into its greatest potential. The only thing we don't have is our minds, our right minds. Absolutely. Imagine, we, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, you know, you've been, to, you've been to the continent, I've been to the continent many times. We know it needs infrastructure. We know Absolutely. it needs sewage systems, right. it needs roads, mm -hmm. highways, yep. ports, it needs infrastructure, yep. schools, hospitals, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, developing yep. uh, 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 subdivisions or, or towns and so forth. You know, here it is right. in Nigeria. All these damn, some Nigerians are billionaires. Especially right. there's some right. religious people with that Christianity right. shit are millionaires. And mm -hmm. there are a couple mm -hmm. of towns that, and, and this one brother just was just so hurt that the town mm -hmm. was living within a dump, a landfill. Yeah. The people in the town, how can yeah. this, how would it, what should this be? It's just like what's happening now uh, because right of uh, uh, South Sudan, the newest country on the continent, South right. Sudan, right. Are, mm -hmm. are, are starving because they were reliant on Ukraine. Ukraine, right. uh, uh, is, their agricultural piece is very strong. But now that yeah. it is all of this compromise, so now the, the brothers and sisters in the South Sudan have a mm -hmm. serious famine. And to me, right. the brothers and right. sisters on the continent should find out how we can rally to go down there and bring them the food and sustenance that they need and let this not happen again. Africa could feed itself. There is enough Absolutely. there is enough land that that could be farmed. Let you know right. to, to not interfere with the African wildlife and migration patterns in the in, in the savannah and so forth that have been happening. It has been said for many many years, for decades that right. Africa could do this, but does Africa have the will, the heart right. to do this? That's the question. But and the reason yeah, why that, they don't that, that is the question. Yeah. And the reason why they don't That's is a good because question. it is. And the reason why they don't mm. is because the influence of the colonizer that is still there today. It's just like South Africa. I don't give a right. damn. And understand this too, Brother Bash Bashir, as you know. Mm. Even though this society is experiencing the Caucasian population drift, and, and this Caucasian named Ben Wathenberg wrote a book about this in the 80s, which is 40 years ago. The fear right. that the Caucasians have, that's why this issue of, of, of anti-abortion is so deep, because they know their right. numbers are dwindling around right. the damn world. They're, they're, yeah. they're, and, and, and they're going to be um, a so-called minority in this country by the right. year 2040 which is only right. like, you know, 18 years from now. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and if folk can't take it from that author that you quoted, they can read Dr. 
Francis Cross Wilson's book, ISIS Papers. Mm-hmm. She talked about that mm-hmm. decades ago. Fear right? of genetic annihilation. Uh, white people feel, exactly. Mm-hmm. White people feel genetic annihilation. But the, the go back to why we, we can't do these things on the continent, right? I'm talking about liberation, black liberation, African liberation on the continent, African and black or black liberation in the Caribbean, or African and black liberation in Europe, or or black or, or African liberation in America is because we've been severely miseducated. Yes. Right? And this is yes. why we're having this conversation, you know, today about radical pedagogy. I'm sorry, re- revolutionary pedagogy. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, because I heard Quasi say this in Kemet last year. He said that, you know, yes, we can get rid of all the racist laws, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That exist to oppress black people. He said, but the last, you know, <laughs> You know, uh, desert, all right, of, of freedom is the mind, you see? And that hasn't been freed yet. Right. You see? Because we haven't created, right, educational uh, institutions that, that, that tap into our history and our culture to free, to liberate our minds, all right? So our bodies will follow, you know that mm-hmm. old, you know, right? Free your you know ass and your mind. Right? That's Free right. Your mind, your <laughs> ass will follow, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> um, right, you know. But that's that's where we at. We're stuck, mm-hmm. you know. We're stuck because many of us, unfortunately, um, our minds have not. For many of us, our minds have not been freed yet, brother. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's just there's just a few of us bold enough, right? Uh, strong enough to challenge white supremacy. Right in these classrooms. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So just a few of us, and that's why I, you know, I loved uh, Doctor Melissa Asante's book, Revolutionary Pedagogy, because it speaks to that. You know, it's it's inspiring educators. All right, to challenge white supremacy, institutional racism in the classroom. All right, to free, um, you know, the minds of black children. But check this out, though, it's also talking about you know, um, exposing, you know, other cultures to our history, all right? So their minds can be free of what? Mm-hmm. Racist thinking about black people, Right. you see? Because when everybody, matri- you know, when, I mean, black, white, Asian, and other matriculate through these schools, right? All everybody comes out thinking what? That white people are superior mm-hmm. and black people are inferior, mm-hmm. all right? No matter what the culture is. Right. This is the thinking. Right. All right. So the book is inspiring, you know, educators, you know, to 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 change that, to change that trajectory. All right. So that's why I was so honored that uh, you asked me to come on the show and talk about uh, this book. Um, I'm telling you, brother, I was so impressed. I had to write a summary. Right. All right. I had to write. I had to write a summary about the book, man, Mm -hmm. because um, it's right up the alley of what what I do as an educator in the city of Newark. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we're going to we're going to get into it. And, I, you know, what I want to do, brother, what I want to do is actually kind of break down with some of these terms, because some of the people that are listening to us, you know, they don't, you know, when, they, when you say revolutionary pedagogy, people have misconceptions of what revolutionary is. Right. And what pedagogy means. OK. Right. Yes. So revolutionary means radical. Mm-hmm. Right. Radical change. Mm-hmm. Right. Pedagogy means the method mm-hmm. or practice of education, mm-hmm. right? Or, or, or the method of practice of delivering concepts, I should say, I should say. All right. So Asante is talking about 
a radical way to teach the concepts of history, right, of, 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 of black people, right? So he says, he says this on, let me just uh, get my notes out. So he says on, um, on page 17, he says, you know, he says he defines the term, right? He defines what revolutionary pedagogy means. He writes, this is a quote. Mm-hmm. This is on page 17 of the book. Revolutionary pedagogy is a philosophy of education that seeks to overturn ordinary thinking methods and practice of creating and delivering knowledge to children by employing uh, Africology, thematology, and theoretical, I'm sorry, rhetorical techniques to reset the instructional focus for children. Africological. Africological. (laughs) That's a tough one to admit. Yeah. Right. So, um, Africological refers to the study of African, African American history, culture, and phenomenon from the standpoint of Africans as subjects. By chemitology, I'm sorry, by chemitological, I refer to the origin of the African narrative in classical Egypt, that is, chemetic society. These ideas are especially centered on changing the way urban schools, uh, urban schools approach instruction in a radical way. That's a that's a direct quote. Yeah. From Dr. Yeah. Santi on page seventeen. Yeah. All right. So we're going into, so we're going into African history, um, beginning with ancient Kemet, right? Mm-hmm. Because Kemet really is the foundation of 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 what we what we see today in terms of mathematics, right? Uh, philosophy, architecture, medicine, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 religion, theology, right? These concepts have been credited with Greek and Greek and Roman, right? Civilization, but really, right? When you study history from a factual perspective, right? The Greeks and Romans, you know, got their got these these ideas, these mm-hmm. concepts from right. ancient Kemet. Right. All right. So he's beginning. Doctor Sante is beginning with Kemet. All right. Showing students that black people contributed greatly to the origin i mean to the i mean literally like the creation of mathematics right mm-hmm. science have you have you checked out have you checked out and i've been pushing and promoting uh this documentary great pyramid mm-hmm. k 2019 have you I saw, seen look you know you told me to check it out right. I, I didn't get a chance to finish the whole thing okay but i did check it okay it, yeah. good and so that that, along with what you're saying and what Dr. Malefi Asante is saying, substantiates, they're all right. inconcurrent, all incongruent, that it substantiates Africa and Africans' right. position in the world as world teachers. Because even before right. Kemet, uh, uh, you know, you had Nubia, you know, right. And, right. And, and where pyramid building was happening and so forth. Mm-hmm. You know, Kemet is, 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 is the yeah. height, the apex, the zenith, the pinnacle of African high yeah. culture. There were before, there was Timerian. So, I mean, we have mm-hmm. a foundation in the knowledge of what we have done. It is right. it is based right. upon facts, as you said, not theory. Yes. Yeah, it's based on right. facts. Mm-hmm. But as you've seen, yeah. the, 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 the yeah. Caucasian, who, how he is, he's a thief. He's a liar. Right. You know, he put right. his image on it. Still today, even right. though uh, Jop and Felophilio Obinga won the discussion in 74 you know at that mm-hmm. at that symposium they won and 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 right. the smoking gun the smoking gun was the melanin dosage test 
which which, right. which those yeah. crackers uh, refused to allow uh, him to have the mummies for about 30 years. And then when they finally got him, mm-hmm. it proved that the, right. all those people from the dynasties were deeply melanated. You know? Absolutely, right. Right. I mean, you know, the, you know, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Jope, uh, you know, had to labor. I mean, this man had to labor, right, to prove that Kemetic people, you know, um, ancient, <clears throat> excuse me, ancient Kemetic people mm-hmm. are, uh, uh, were black people, right? I mean, had to labor, yeah. had to labor, had to labor, had to struggle to prove uh, to the world that ancient, um, you know, uh, Kemetic Egyptian people uh, were black. And still to this day, there's still, you know, full, you know, white supremacists are still, you know, fighting. Yes. They're like, nah, yes. they're not, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're well, not black people. They're and even Arabs, dark-skinned Caucasians, right. or they were multicultural people, biracial people. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and so, you write about you write about Sudan. Let's just, let's just. I mean, in Sudan, there are actually pyramids older than the one right. established in Kemet. So you That's write right. about that. Yeah. Right? You know, in the Nile Valley. I mean, it, listen, the Nile Valley. I mean, the history is. I mean. It, it, I mean, you, you you can go back thousands of years. I mean, Kemetic history. People kind of say, "Oh, it's three thousand years of Kemetic civilization." Actually, no. Kemetic civilization goes back to yeah. it goes back. I mean, further than that. Yes, you talking about ten thousand years. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole history before the uniting of the upper and lower kingdoms to create Kemetic civilization. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of history still still got to be recorded. And like you said, we got to be inspired to become the Egyptologists. We, all right, not somebody else. We, we got to start writing right. the history ourselves, right. you know, but getting back to getting back to, cause it's, it's a key point. It's a key point that, that we, we that, um, uh, that you, that you talked about, um, the knowledge of self, right? I mean, that's the, that is the missing link to all of this because white supremacy and 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 uh, institutional racism has perpetuated myths, fabrication, lies, right, about the history of America and the world, mm-hmm. right. So that's why in in the book, I just want to quote another part of the book and revolutionary pedagogy, right. And it's a very important piece because you know you know folk be like, man, we got know some, you know, I, I hear this knowledge so what is it like, you know, nation of Islam, nation <laughs> of God's earth thing. No, it's a little deeper than that, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, you know, Dr. Sante writes on page 55, right? He says, and he quotes one of the great master teachers. Guess who this master teacher is? The father of, of African history, oh, father Dr. of black Car- history. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Carter, Carter G. G. Woodson. Woodson. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so he quotes, he says, Carter G. Woodson, the miseducation of the Negro established the principles that influenced both the Afrocentric and revolutionary pedagogy of this era. First published in 1933, Woodson's classic book revealed the fundamental problems with the education of the African person in America to be the lack of the knowledge of self. You hear hear that? Mm -hmm. Right? And to our listening audience, do y'all hear that? I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. Woodson's classic book revealed the fundamental problems with the education of the African person in America to be the lack of the knowledge of self. Since this is the first knowledge that is required to be to be sane and stable, the lack of it meant that African Americans were educated against themselves. Indeed, Woodson understood the African American was to love the traditions and ideas of other people and cultures, and consequently, 
were the were we were only attached to the fringes of European culture. Woo, mm-hmm. woo, brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. What you? Because you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Right. Yes. You mentioned that earlier. You know they don't. You know they like brother. Oh, she. You know he. He on some. He on some. <laughs> you know radical Afrocentric stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He on some. He on yes. some hate whitey stuff. No, well, this stuff is documented. Yes. You know. This stuff is documented, man. I mean, we have been, I mean, literally, our minds have been taught and trained to love everything else, everybody else's culture and traditions, except our own. Mm-hmm. Except our own, brother. All right? And so, you know, that's why, again, folk, black folk, and other cultures, but black folks can walk out of these classrooms, right, and have a, 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 a spirit of consciousness of inferiority, right? And 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 also at the same time, have a sense of of of, of superior or white superiority of white people and their culture and their traditions and everybody else. I mean, it could be everybody, it could be Arabs, mm-hmm. it could be everybody else's, you know. But but except our own, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why, like I said, my students come in. I ask them sometimes basic questions like, "What's that? What's the red, black, and green flag?" That's, I don't know, brother Akiyele. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but when I hold up the rainbow flag, everybody <laughs> in my classroom can tell can tell you, oh, that's the gay pride flag, mm. right? But can't tell you that the red, black, and green, right, the black liberation flag is the black pride flag, mm. right? They can't tell you that, See, right? That's, that's messed that's up. They, that is really can, messed up. I'm not up. even going deep into Kemet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know I what I'm saying? I used to do the same thing, you know, when I when when I was working in schools back when I was a firefighter on my off days, you know, Mm -hmm. we work one day off too. On my off days, I would go Mm -hmm. into schools and talk with young people, and you know, and when when our month came around, I would tell them why is Black History Month and who created it, and nobody could say Mm -hmm. nothing. They had no idea Mm -hmm. why, and they didn't hold no idea who, which was very disturbing to me. And I'm talking about high school kids. Yeah, I ain't talking yeah. about kindergartners. I'm talking about high school mm-hmm. kids, and even the elementary and middle school kids. Well, I started working in middle schools. Middle schools was real tough, you know, because I, right. I work with I would work the most challenging young people. You know, I didn't want mm-hmm. you know I just want to because I told them when I'm I, I'm going to teach you and show you things that you're not going to learn here, things that'll put some pride into you and understanding of who you are, so you can be yeah. the kind of student and person that you, we that we need you to be. You know, right? And so, right. you know, I would tell them these things, and I, I you know, it has to be done. Mm-hmm. It, 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 yeah. What you're doing must be done, and 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 you right. presenting that in the uh, Newark school system, the the revolutionary mm-hmm. pedagogy in the Newark school system mm-hmm. on a constant basis, everyday basis, are you're laying a, mm-hmm. a solid foundation for these young people to continue mm-hmm. on? I'm sure. To continue on in that vein, because that is the only way. It is the only way. The education of our people must be done by us. And that education, you know, as Dr. Clark said, is to be a handler of power, to change the dynamics. That's what it's about. It ain't about you, you know, uh, doing the best you can so you can go ask a beg for a job from Caucasians. It ain't about that. You know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, because you know, here in America, we struggle with like like what black people mm-hmm. um, struggle with, or African people struggling on the continent of creating, 
you know, lay, you know, uh, creating a system, of, a sewer system, or constructing mm-hmm. buildings, or right. you know, what you know, th- we struggle with those things as well here in 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 America. You know, um, African people in America struggle with uh, being uh, able to establish their own businesses, struggling with creating. Um, becoming construction workers. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mentioned construction workers because I, I, when I hear people talk about these things, cause, you know, folks are going by these construction sites and, you know, and they, they see very few black people. Right. 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 I'm talking about like manning the, the dump trucks and, the, you know, the, the power drills. Right. And uh, what do you call those things? The, the iron. Oh, man, I forget those things that lay the foundation for, mm-hmm. for the actually the, the, the building. Right. 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 It's funny. It's funny that we, you know, I hear black people talk about, man, why we talk about, ed, you know, college education, right? That's right. You know, we should be talking about exactly. vocational education. And, exactly. And I, and, I say, and I say to myself, wow, there was a brother some years ago that advocated that. Yes. You know, and his name was Booker T. Washington. Washington. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we need that. He advocated so industrial kind of... education, right? Yeah. Vocational education. Mm-hmm. Right. We he advocated that. that. He said that black people. Right. Since many of us built this country with our hands, he said, OK, let's get let's continue on. Let's continue. Let's continue with, the, you know, with uh, acquiring the skills. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in vocational training, become the carpenters. That, right. Become the, that's the education uh, that masons. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he, you know, he talked about these things so that we can be independent. Mm-hmm. But folks mocked him, you know, and some of them were people like Du Bois. All yeah. due res- all due respect to the great master teacher, loved and admired Doctor Du Bois. Yeah, but remember he fought, he fought Doctor. He, he, yeah, he, he fought, fought Booker T, and he uh, and, uh, Booker T. he he fought Booker T, and he tried to disgrace Marcus Garvey, you know. Absolutely. And then, of course, Absolutely. in the latter part and of then later du Bois, on in life, yeah, he later re- on in life he becomes a Pan Africanist. Yeah, he realizes his <laughs> mistakes. He realizes right. his mistakes. Well, listen, I'm going to take Absolutely. a break. I'm going to take a break and we come back. Uh, there was a number of people on the uh, in the queue, and I hope okay. you call right. back so we can ask my good brother, Brother okay. where, uh, brother Bashir Muhammad, Pata Akanyele, uh, outstanding educator, and a lot of good questions, and, and, and more importantly, more knowledge about the revolutionary pedagogy, which must be implemented yes. in classrooms across this country of yes. Af- yes. Where, where African students are predominant. That's what they need to do. And I, and we'll talk about, you know, the challenges to that because there's going to be challenges deeply, particularly oh, in, in public yes. school settings, you know. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, brothers and sisters, once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. You, we'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Phyllis Hyman, her birthday was a couple of days ago, July 6th. She died uh, June 30th before her 45th birthday in uh, 1995. What a beautiful woman. I had the opportunity to meet her at the African World Festival in Milwaukee. She performed and I always loved to hear her. She was just an elegant woman. She was just a beautiful woman. Unfortunately, she was tortured, tortured mentally and uh, tormented. So I definitely want to pay tribute to her. She always deserves to be announced and and respected. What a beautiful woman. Phyllis Hyman. Getting back to the conversation with my good brother, Bashir Muhammad Patah Akinyele, about the um, revolutionary pedagogy and the necessary need to have this kind of education in our schools. Now, I understand that even though we are predominant in the public school system in every major city, that the Department of Public Instructions from those states dictate what is to be taught in those schools. Right. Is this that's right. correct, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What, what, what? Let me just say this: at least in New Jersey, we're blessed to have <clears throat> a law called the Amistad Law, um, which is an educational law that requires the uh, inclusion of African uh, African American history into uh, into the social studies. A curriculum, right? Oh, okay. Not just actually, not just a social studies curriculum, but all—I mean, all subjects: mm-hmm. English, math, science. You know. Okay. Now, unfortunately, most of the districts in New Jersey are not adhering to the Amistad law. <laughs> and I think I think you can kind of figure figure right. why exactly, exactly, because <laughs> you got but Caucasian so, administrator, got Caucasian administrator, and you got Negro administrators. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But in Newark. We're the first school district uh, to adhere to the Amistad law. All right, but in others, in other parts of the country, I think folks are still struggling with that. You know, no so doubt. you're right. You know, you're absolutely yeah. correct. And actually, in the book, in the book, Revolutionary Pedagogy, Doctor Sancti devotes some pages, some time to uh, the Amistad law of New Jersey. It's a very important law. It was created in 2002 by two. Uh, uh, African-American lawmakers, uh, Bill uh, Payne, William Payne, and Craig Stanley, all right? And um, they worked on this thing because, see, the thing is, you know, um, the Black Power Movement was, was was strong in Newark, New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in, the 19, in the in the late 60s and the early 70s, you know, right. when uh, Amira some Baraka. of the leaders, one of the leaders, yes, yeah, absolutely, Amamu yeah. Amir Baraka, Ibaye Ashe, to the great Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the great, great Imam Mary Baraka, but brothers and sisters like him were calling, I mean, demanding, not just calling, demanding that our history be taught in the school system. So they influenced, he influenced, and his and the movement influenced lawmakers like Craig Stanley and, 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 and um, Bill Payne, and they were able to successfully convince folk in New Jersey's racist state house, <laughs> right, to pass. Yeah to pass this educational law, mm. all right? And so we have the Amistad law in New Jersey. 
and we're hoping and praying, man, we you know, that, that folk duplicate duplicate these laws throughout the country, you know. Um but but in New Jersey we have the law and, and you know, but it's a struggle, man. It is it's a struggle, like you said, is Europe is you know, we have racist European and you know, and Negroes and their Negro collaborators fighting mm-hmm. against us, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, fighting fighting tooth and nail to prevent, you know, the, the, the facts on our history, mm-hmm. the facts on America, the facts on world history, right? To be exposed to students, particularly black students. Well, look, look, All look right. what is happening now yeah. while there's a deep challenge. When these, these Caucasians had no idea what critical race theory is. It wasn't taught, <laughs> right. it wasn't taught in, 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 right. in elementary school or high schools. It was taught on right. the college level. You know, mm-hmm. and the whole idea was mm-hmm. to critically look at the effects of what mm-hmm. racism, which is systemic right. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and constant, has on has mm-hmm. on the overall process that we go through from living, mm-hmm. health care, mm-hmm. jobs, you name it. Yeah, that's and, right. And see, that's and so right. they turned that around because they said, well, you're making these and even that ugly ass uh, sleazer. Condoleezza, you know, talked about <laughs> I'm worried about the white children, you know, the little white children and the effects that it'll have on them, and you know, to help. What about the effects that had? What about racism? The effects that had on our kids to, to we, we, that that showed us being lynched and burned, that's right, and picking cotton, and looking still, raggedy. Yeah. What about the effects of that? There right. is no concern right. for black life, for African life. That's right. No, that's right. All. That's right. You know. But you were no, about the I mean, little white right, kids. You're right. I'm saying, right, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, and 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 the trauma that our people experience doing the ma'afa, right, mm-hmm. using the African term. So let me translate that, right. That's Kiswahili term. You already noticed, but you're listening, audience. Some of your listeners may not know what right. ma'afa means. Right. But what ma'afa means, um, you know, it's a Kiswahili term that talks about the horrors, right, um, the great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tragedy, tragedy, mm. you know, of of the of the the, the American slave experience. All right, mm-hmm. you know, and and um, you know, and that and that trauma that we experienced in American slavery, right, is still with us today. Yes. All right, the trauma, the the and 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 segregation. You know, we got to include segregation, right? So you got you got slavery. Two, damn that 246 years of, of slavery and then damn that 100 years of segregation you add mm-hmm. them together that's 346 yeah. years of racial yes. racial right race uh, uh, I'm sorry racism mm-hmm. right on the minds and culture and right? then and then also on too and then also to right. the ongoing terrorism that the society has right. had on us from the lynchings to police shootings Absolutely. all right. those things yeah yep. every day you know? I'm, I'm writing a piece. I'm writing a piece about. I'm writing a new piece, brother. Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. It's a commentary that I'm writing about the black man, right? How the black man can, will be saved. And but I talk about these things in my commentary that you know, because we, we know we see you know, and the commentary is talking about you know um, the, the community uh, violence that's taking place in the black community, right? Mm-hmm. Community senseless mm-hmm. violence and some, and many of it, most of it's being perpetuated by brothers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I also mentioned police violence, which is perpetuated by white men. Right. Um, but I talk about 
I talk about how we're mimicking our oppressor, right? Because remember, slavery and segregation were backed up violently. Like you said, you mentioned violence. It, mm-hmm. it, it, to keep black people in, you know, subjugated in slavery mm-hmm. and, and segregation, you had to back it up with violence. No doubt. Right? No so doubt. we have internalized that violence. Yeah. And now we're what? We're, we're, we're manifesting that mm-hmm. every day. All right, mm-hmm. because of the trauma, we haven't dealt with that mm-hmm. trauma. Remember, there was no, there was no therapist. That's right. <laughs> when slavery, That's and segregation, right. all the stuff ended, there was no therapy. Mm-hmm. There was no reparation. It was nothing. Nothing. All right. Nothing. Nothing. We just had to heal ourselves. Right. And many of us have not healed ourselves. That's why Doctor Degrew's book, um, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome, is so important to read. Mm-hmm. Please, I encourage folks. Please read Doctor Degrew's. Uh, one time she was when she was married, she was Dr. Joy Leary, but right. her maiden name is, is the group. Mm-hmm. Please, I encourage folks to read mm-hmm. to read post traumatic slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. All right. Because that's what we see being played out every day in these streets when it comes to violence. You know, we, we really don't. A lot of us just have the wrong analysis of violence, you know, mm-hmm. violent, uh, I'm talking about, you know, what they call we used to call it black on black. We, we call it community violence, community senseless violence. Right. And, um, you know, this stuff that's being played out, right, we, we, we really don't have a deep analysis of it, you know, because what it is is poverty, right, is, is centuries of institutional racism, mm-hmm. right? It's, 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 ter- it's all of those things, right? And we have not addressed those things. I mean, we're talking about, we can go on and on about right. reparations because, you know, I mean, you know, well, the, 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 the you well, know, wealth at, gap. Yeah. Well, I yeah. look at the issue of reparations. You know, because we need repair. In fact, the word reparations means to repair. Reparations, repay. Yeah, that's right. oh, yeah. We need to be repaired. And and I ain't talking right. about economics because with the mm-hmm. mindset that we have, there was this Caucasian, I mentioned many times on this program, uh, this Caucasian mm-hmm. uh, editorialist named Charles Kottheimer. Back in the 70s, right. I never forget this because I read it at mm-hmm. the firehouse. I did a lot of reading at the firehouse. In fact, th- th- that job really helped my uh, growth in terms of consciousness. I had a foundation right. back in the 60s, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a product. I grew up in the 60s. I had a foundation right. there, and this sister who was very instrumental in that because she had a program. That's where I learned the Black National Anthem. I learned about Louis Latimer, wow. Marcus Garvey, and so wow. forth back in the 60s. But I got a little right. tripped out in the 70s. But in the mid-70s, in 76, I came on the fire department. And in and, and my uh, time at the firehouse, was I was able to read a lot of things. And so I started reading our history. But there was an article in the, in the paper about Charles, Charles Kottheimer. And, and, and uh, I think he was with New York or might have been with D.C. I don't give a damn. One of them, he's dead now anyway. But he said, mm-hmm. we should give them reparations. We gave them affirmative action, which I came on the fire department under. We gave them affirmative action. Mm-hmm. We gave them welfare. We gave them this. Give them affirmative action. Excuse mm-hmm. me, give them reparations. 20000 an individual, 40000 a family. Because the mindset that they have, we'll get that money back within mm. a year. Because mm. they have no idea. They're not going to pull that money together to build institutions, to do things, to school. No, they, they're going to spend that money. In fact, it'll be a stimulus package. It'll be what wow. this country needs to, to, to stimulate the economy. They go out and buy Cadillacs and clothes and stuff like that. You know? So give them rest. And then once you've done that, they ain't got a damn thing to cry about to say we gave you everything. So when we discriminate against you, there ain't gonna be no uh, class action suits. 
That's right. And if you can't corroborate right. and get evidence to prove what your claim is, it's, it's none and void. It's, it's thrown out. So now give them mm. reparations. You know? That's right. And, and so, but my contention is we must fight mm-hmm. for reparations because to not do it does a dishonor and disservice to our ancestors who have sacrificed right. so much. But we need, uh, 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 you know, not that Adolf's bullshit that happened a few years ago. <laughs> you right. know, right. Adolf's and that madness and, 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 mm-hmm. and strengthen in Cobra to help in Cobra know it's That's not right. about a paycheck. It is about pioneers. Right. right. It is about the repair of our people right. being able yeah. To build institutions, educational institutions, learning institutions, job readiness, and so forth and so on, man. That's that's how I look yeah, at yeah. it, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Big shout out to Encrova. They're the pioneers. Yeah. They're the OGs right. of the, the OGs of movement. It. And how <laughs> dare people disrespect them, man? Yeah. You know, I mean, for real. Ados yeah. and these people disrespect mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. on the ground. Boots yeah. on the ground fighting for decades. We got a we got a caller here three four seven three four seven. Good afternoon, uh, Hotep brothers. This is Dashan Farad. I'm sorry, I was just listening. Up, I oh, didn't okay. know that I was going to come on the air. Well, listen, like you can go ahead and listen. I, I, I'll, I'll mute you, and you're free to do so. Oh, no, Thank you for well, listening. No, brother, well, 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 brother, no, I'm actually, uh, you know, brother Bashir. You know, we're, we're, we're good friends, but oh. we're co-coordinators of ASCAC North New Jersey. Well, right on, right on. We'll put a podcast for ASCAC. Yeah, right on. Yeah, 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 I've right listened on. to your show many times, dear brothers, many times. Family. Well, thank so, like you. I said, what happened was, yeah, I, I've been listening since you uh, came on air, but I got disconnected just now. Called back in. And it had me unmuted, but yeah, brother. But uh, no, excellent discussion, family. As they say in the nation of gods and earths, you're building and destroying. And as the honorable brother Elijah Muhammad said, you know, you're splitting atoms. So I'm, I'm <laughs> enjoying right. every minute of it. Right on, my brother. Oh. Thank you so much, man. Hey, brother Dashan, thank you for all your support, brother. That's a powerful brother. Dashan yeah. is humble. You yeah, know, I can see that. I can hear that. Yes, I can hear He's one of the co-coordinators of our uh, uh, Newark study, ASCAT Newark study group. But mm-hmm. He's also a very great journalist. All right. right Very right great journalist, man. He does great, great, great work um, bringing information, pertinent information to our people. So mm-hmm. big shout out to brother Dashan Farah, for real, brother. Thank you so much, man, for calling in, brother. Thank you, my brother. Oh, yes, man. Like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been tuned in since the broadcast began at 11. Well, so listen, I'm man, I'm here. Brother, so. I'm here every Monday, like Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Every Monday, Wednesday, oh, and brother, Friday, oh, brother, man. So please up, tune in again. Up, dear, dear brother, your show, your show is, uh, is phenomenal, and it is also needed. As a fellow broadcaster, I see the necessity of, listen, I'm about to say, not progressive black media, but revolutionary black media. I say. Mm, and that's what you are, I brother. Say. You know, you yes, know that's what, you know, revolutionary black media. The yeah. progressive stuff, you know, progressive, they, you know, that really means that you mm. still want to work within a oppressive system, but revolutionary. <laughs> uh, you're trying to exactly. do your own thing. Exactly. So, I, you know, I, like I said, yes. I've listened to your, speak to your show for quite some time, right brother. On. You know, so keep it up, brother. Hotel yes, Black Power. Hotel, brother. Hotel, brother. Black Shine. Power, big brother. Yeah, yes, right sir. on. Man, we need, we need. A lot more brothers like that, man. We do, and I, I can tell the brothers yes, a sir. humble, a humble brother, and very he works hard, don't he? Yes, sir. Yes, you can absolutely, count on him. Yeah, brother. You can count absolutely. On him. Yeah. So whatever you know, if you see articles published by Brother Dashan Farad, make sure you you check it out. Yes, I All will. Right? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Because I know when I see yours, man. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, right. I'm serious though. 
When I see yours, I know it's going to be something stimulating. It's going to be something historical. It's going to be something that, you know, I know I need to listen to. I need to read. I need to, oh, brother. you know, yeah. I'm humble. Yeah, no I'm doubt. Humble. I'm serious. Brother, brother Dashaun, man, got me back in, into writing. That's a whole mm -hmm. other discussion, man. But for a minute, I was not writing. Okay. And he's like, brother. He said, brother, we need, we, we you, you got to start writing, man. You got to start getting out there again, man. Our people need good information, yeah. man, about about black liberation, about African liberation. Yeah. So I was like, oh, brother, you know, no problem. <laughs> you know, so big shout out to brother Dashaun. For real, right big shout out. Big well, shout see, out. that's the thing. We need to, con even though it doesn't, brother, you, you know, it doesn't look good. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. understand that. But we are going to continue to do this anyway. We're continue right. going to speak on this, shout on this, mm -hmm. display this anyway. I know the right. vice grip that the Europeans have on the minds of our people. And, mm -hmm. and if you know that tool, once the grip mm -hmm. is set, you just can't pull mm -hmm. it apart. But there's a knob yeah. at the end of the handle. Right. You turn mm -hmm. that knob to release that tension. Turning of the knob is symbolic of acquiring knowledge itself. The confidence that you Go have ahead. has an African man and woman. And family, right. turn it, continue to turn right. that knob until finally you can release the vice grip and you can see the Caucasian for who and what they are. Not that you challenge them, hell with them, because mm. they suffer. Oh, yeah. They suffer from cognitive dissonance. They believe oh, they're superior, and a damn thing that mm. you can say otherwise. When 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 mm. when when Job did what he did, he settled the argument. But yet, and still today, if you watch National Geographic. Learning Channel, Discovery mm -hmm. Channel, PBS or whatever, they still portray ancient Kemet. Has, in fact, I was mentioning when you were talking about that before, brother, uh, 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 the mm -hmm. Arabs, particularly Dr. Mm -hmm. Awas, his ass, Dr. Yeah. Awas, he's no longer uh, um, the uh, director, but he still mm -hmm. has a voice. And, and he right. was adamant that Kemet was not an African civilization. That it was somehow right. mixed right. civilization. He argued that for, for a long time. In fact, when I was in Kemet, when I went to the museum, our tour guide, mm -hmm. which of course was trained by him, you know, mm -hmm. you know, I had a little discussion with her, you know, and mm -hmm. talking about, right. you know, why, why y'all, why did all the uh, statues got all this nose and lip damage? You know, <laughs> well, she said, well, they just blew off. <laughs> the noses just blew off. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, it was intentional. Exactly. They, right, because they had to take the, the nose image. and the mouths off because these were African features. Right. Black features. Yeah. You know? It's intentional. But, you know, you know, I was in the, you know what's amazing, though? When you go into, when you go into the Cairo Museum, brother, and you see that African hair, brother. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, yeah. brother, I was blown away by that, brother. They have the hair of ancient comedic people in the Cairo Museum. Yes. And yes. it's black folk hair. Yes. Not stringy white folk hair. Right. No. Or some stringy yeah. Arab hair? You, no. You black been, folk. You've been in the new museum, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was Absolutely. I was there. Cairo, yeah. And in yeah. fact they build guess what? They build actually they're doing they're they're building a brand new one. Oh, they're still building right. on it. Okay, because I know I've been yeah. in the old one. I've been in the old museum, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. Cairo Museum, the one without yeah. the AC. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's no AC. Right. In Cairo Museum. Yeah. The old Cairo Museum. Yeah. But 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 the new one, yeah, they're they're, they're building it now. Mm -hmm. So let's let's you know. I mean, let me. I made a mistake. So I was in the new. No, I wasn't the new car. I was in the old okay. car museum. Yeah. But they're building the new one. Right. All right. You know well. But you... the but the old. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you remember the, in the so-called Arab yeah. Spring thing, they, they, there were some people who were going to put a, a rush on and destroy stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, oh, yeah. and, and, and they made yeah. a human chain around the museum right. and monuments because they said, that, mm-hmm. hey, wait a minute. You ain't going to mess this right. up. This is our money. People from around yeah. the world, yeah. people from around mm-hmm. the world come here to look at yeah. this, to witness this. You ain't going to come right. up and tear right. this shit up. You can do that in Iraq. You can do that anywhere else, right. but you ain't not going to do that here. They put yeah. a human chain yeah. around that, man. Yeah. yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. brother. I mean, you know, absolutely. They don't want their money. I mean, they, they make, you know, millions, damn near billions of dollars in right. tourism, brother. Right. You know? Well, what I, I was, mean, so they don't want to mess that up, man. Yeah. But that's our history, though. It is. That's Not ours. Our In fact, that's the, that's the right. point that I made when I was there. And so when mm-hmm. we went down to Aswan, you know, to mm-hmm. go to Abu Simbel mm-hmm. and the lake and then to visit yes. the Nubian village and so forth, the, the, the right. tour guide, when we were away from everybody, me and him had a discussion. And, and he said, right. I, I understand you. You are right. This is not right. ours. It is y'all's. Right. You know, right. but this is Brother, how like, we make like the God, like the, like the nation of gods on earth always is showing proof. In other words, what's your evidence? We know 640 A.D., 640 A.D., mm-hmm. the Arabs invaded Africa. Right. They start, what country they start in? Egypt. 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 That's where they started. And moved westward. Right? And moved westward. And, and, exactly. Mm-hmm. And moved westward until they conquered the whole North African part of Africa. That's right. Algeria, Mauritania, Libya. Yeah. Right. Pushing yeah. black people further, you know, away mm. from from Egypt yeah. and North Africa. That's an actual historical yeah. fact. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I, I argue with people all the time, especially with some of my Muslim brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who are actually miseducated like some of our Christian that's right. brothers. And that's right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they think it's, some, you know, like, you know, it's some, you know, some religious thing that happened. No. These people invaded, mm-hmm. right, Africa, mm-hmm. right, like the Europeans. Exactly. Right? Like the Europeans. And Dr. Clark taught us, man, Dr. Clark taught us years ago that before the European slave trade, there That's was right. an Arab slave trade. That's right. That's right. Hundred years before the European right. slave trade. In and fact, the, the Arab slave trade is still happening exactly. today. When you, it's still going on right now. When you consider <laughs> what they did to those brothers right. and sisters escaping and going into Libya, Right. castrating them, neutering them mm-hmm. so they could sell some of right. them to Qatar and, and Saudi Arabia. Yep. Neutering Absolutely. these men. Today, I ain't talking about shit that happened right. years ago because it did, right. but it's still today right. an enslavement. And you see what a what a damn mess Libya is because of Barack yes. and, and, and the Western yep. societies going there killing Muammar Gaddafi because he wanted to, yeah. uh, 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 when he was the president yeah. of the African Union, say, let's have a, 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 a gold dinar, a gold coin that would be the currency of Africa. So mm-hmm. anybody who wanted to deal with us in business yeah, would have to deal with that way. And and that's when, exactly. those, that's when the West said, oh, hell no. We got Big to shout out to Muammar Gaddafi. He's yeah. one of the few Arabs that I know. Right. On record. Right. On record that was supportive of African That's uh, right. or black liberation. That's right. In fact, so much so, he apologized. Right. Made a statement. See, this, you can see that you can actually read this. So you listen to our audience, mm-hmm. you can actually read this. Or you can go online and listen to his speech. He apologized mm-hmm. to the African world for living for Arab enslavement. And, and only Arab that I know. On record, that mm-hmm. said that. 
And he financially record. supported it. He supported the right. struggles. He supported yeah. the struggles. Absolutely. You know? Uh, he, right. he supported Absolutely. the struggle in, 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 in Namibia. In South right. Africa, he supported so he the so freedom fighters. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He became too much of a threat. They had to that's knock right. him off. They did. You that's know? why I hate. Yeah. That's why yeah. you know. And, and, and although I did read something where Brock said he was really mm-hmm. sorry about that, man, yeah, too little, too late, damn you. Right. You know. But uh, uh, mm-hmm. him doing that along with McCore and 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 yeah. uh, I don't know who was the British Prime Minister Blair, whatever the hell it was. But those mm-hmm. countries got together and they right. killed Muammar Gaddafi. They right. had him killed. Yeah, here in the West, yeah. here here in this country, the image of him was so bad, and the fact that mm-hmm. they said that he that they 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 would show on the news uh, people in mm-hmm. the streets fighting because the the the, the Libyan people the Libyan people mm-hmm. loved Muammar Gaddafi, yeah. loved him yeah. because why yeah. he shared that uh, uh, oil wealth yeah. with yeah. the people, yeah. Yeah. but they wanted That's to make right. it so that he was taken from the people. He wasn't doing nothing. They were in filth and squat. Mm-hmm. No. He provided right. homes yeah. for them, he education for them, mm. petrol. Oh man, mm. this is. But that's the West. They yeah. do what the hell they wanted. Yeah. If, you, if 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 they want to get rid of you, the campaign because they're in control of media, they're in control of the mm-hmm. narrative. They'll do it. That's why absolutely. We, that, that's it was why a beautiful we're in segue a into what. No, I was going to say a beautiful segue into what you had mentioned before. I think um, we came out of the break. You said that you know. Um, you said that when you when you teach this stuff, you're gonna have op- opposition, you know, yeah. which you do, you know, you're gonna have opposition um, in the world, you know what I'm saying? But in the classroom, you're gonna have, you know, unfortunately, administrators, right, um, who are gonna come against you, you know, teaching teaching these things. So you have to be very careful how you, you know, how you go about um, um, using uh, revolutionary pedagogy. You know, in the classroom, you know, um, I mean, you may have some, some, some radical administrators and some progressive ones, you know, um, but, but you're going to have some, some folks, some administrators that just, you know, they don't have, they don't have the best interests of our, our, our students at hand. So they're going to come against you. They're going to give you bad evaluations, you know. I mean, you know, Dr. Sante talks about that in the book that, you know, that, Many administrators um, are more interested in budgets and politicking as opposed to, you know, properly educating, uh, you know, uh, students, uh, particularly black students, you know. But we do have some radical administrators, and he mentioned Not enough. as well. You know, you know, we, you know, we always got to speak in balance, like my op, you know, yeah. requires us to do, right? We got to speak in balance with because we did have, we, we, we did, we did, and we, and we still do have some, not many, but right. some. Yeah, not know? many. Um, truly not yeah, enough. Not many. Yeah, truly not, not enough. Many. Yeah, you know, not enough. But there, I not mean, enough. yeah. And I applaud those uh, administrators and teachers who are courageous enough. And even before the revolutionary pedagogy, but they were right. doing it at that time with a radical right. uh, a way to teach our young people. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. even in those public school settings. Now, granted, yeah. what we truly need is independent schools. You know yes. that that that, that 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 we don't have to go to uh, the Department of Public Instructions. We don't have to do this because we fund these schools ourselves. We're not relying on on on, yeah. on that money. See, and, and right. you know, because right. even in that, here here you have a school system that in, in some of these major cities that are predominantly mm-hmm. us. 
But by the system mm-hmm. itself, the still the majority of the teachers are Caucasian, particularly Caucasian yeah. women. You know? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, we haven't. You know, we just this country ha you know, it's not doing a good job, and there are reasons behind that as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, but they they're not doing a good job recruiting black teachers, particularly black male teachers, right, right, in, in into the schools. All right, I mean that's that's just not happening. And like it's like I said, you know, there, there's a there's the reasons behind that. All right, you know they don't they don't want black teachers mm-hmm. uh, in the classroom. You know, especially uh, especially uh, male, well, especially black male, right. especially, especially male, black male, yeah. and especially if you're an African centered. Yes, that teacher. image. You they don't want that image. <laughs> they don't want no 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 brother with an African name, with oh, no. African mm-hmm. comes in comes to school in African attire, espouses mm-hmm. African centered philosophy, and and, yep. and teaches yep. those students that. And has them, I mean, I would bet, I bet you any money, brother, those kids would be well-behaved. Those kids oh, would be, because he would instill within those students the need to learn and why they're learning. And those students would right. love to come to his class to learn. Well, that's what, that's what, right, that's what African history does. It's the mm-hmm. knowledge of self. Yes. The knowledge of self, you know, gives you self-esteem, mm-hmm. right? It gives you pride. It gives you dignity. Right. It gives you purpose, like one of the principles of Kwanzaa, Nia, right? Purpose. It mm. gives us purpose in life. In life. You yes. know what I'm saying? But that, and, and that's what oh, that's what history does for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everyone else's culture. That's right. What, that, that's mm-hmm. what it does. It gives, it gives everybody else its culture, their self-esteem, well, their pride, their dignity. Right. Their purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Same thing applies well, to black black people. Well, that was my right? favorite subject but, in school coming up. It was mm-hmm. history. But, you know, and I remember mm-hmm. learning uh, uh, the Renaissance history, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and of course, I didn't understand it, but but right. it spoke about the Renaissance of man. I didn't understand mm-hmm. at that time. It wasn't the Renaissance of man. It was the awakening of right. white folks, of Europeans. It wasn't right. the Renaissance of men historically. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, it wasn't until after I got out of school, you know, once mm-hmm. again, at that program that I was saying, where the, where the young mm-hmm. sister uh, had that program that where I first learned back in the 60s, all yeah. those things, and mm-hmm. then, of course, started learning again when I got into right. the firehouse. I started reading. Right. I started. I, I became a member of ASCAC in the 80s, right, right. after they came right. back from that big pilgrimage yeah. to Kemet. Kemet, that's right. Oh, 19, man. Yeah. Was it 86, that, wasn't it? I believe it was. 86, 86. I'm sorry, 86. 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I heard about it. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, uh uh, a professor, professors Quazy uh, and um, Ashwa Quazy, Ashwa mm-hmm. and Merira Quazy mm-hmm. were talking about that. How, yeah. In fact, their son, uh, Imhotep Quazy, mm-hmm. you know, um, he was really, he was a kid when he went with his father with Ascat in 86 to Kemet, man. He right. said, brother, he said, brother Bashir, brother, was thousands of Thousands, them, yes. You know? I said, really? Yes. I said, wait, hold yes. up, I said, wait, hold up. I know, yeah, I know. I know six people. I know six people personally who went on that pilgrimage. You know, mm. yeah. Mm. And 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 then we had a we started a ASCAC chapter in Milwaukee, and uh, wow. Uh, um, wow, Baba Jetty Jehudi, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Doctor wow. Jake Carruthers came and spoke. 
because yeah, he's Ooh. out of Chicago. He's out of Chicago. Right. Many other brothers yeah. from Chicago came and, and yeah. presented. You know. Mm. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, man. and and for folks who are, tu- are tuning in, ASCAP means the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilizations. Um, it was started by doctors. Uh, oh, yeah. All Clark, of them. Alana Karinga. All of them. Uh, yeah. uh, Raketi Amin. Uh, Dr. Jeffries. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, man, and and that laid that laid the foundation. That's a whole other discussion, but that laid the foundation for revolutionary pedagogy. Yes, you know exactly. You know yes. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You and know. See, so, so that's a whole other discussion. But they don't get the credit that they deserve. ASCAP laid a serious foundation mm-hmm. for us to challenge white supremacy in the classroom, right. in, in 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 undergrad programs and graduate schools. Right. We got students coming out. We got college students. We we we're talking about high school, but we got college students now coming out whitewashed mm-hmm. all right yes you know yes um, because they they're they don't you know they can degrees but they don't they don't know they, don't, they know. don't know our history no our culture they can't they can't teach it they can't teach it brother that's what that's why i'm moving to the next phase by the way hopefully if everything go around and finish my phd i want to go into these schools or start my own damn right on school of education there you go right there you go and, and train teachers yes. Right yes. on revolutionary pedagogy. Right on. All right, man. I, you can utilize this program as much as you want to recruit or whatever you need to Ashe. do. You know, Ashe, because bro. that's what is necessary. Ashe. That is what is needed. Just like right. I read, right. you know, you you probably missed the Inye say sim, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I, I part of it dealt with some of the things. This is daily revolutionary thought. This is a, a Baba Mali Mubaruti. Baba Baruti was a prolific writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a, a mm. daily revolutionary thought, and so today, mm. today, is uh, Bobby Wright, and his Bobby Wright's quote is: "We must be about the business of liberating the minds of African children. In order for mm. that to occur, the minds of all mm. Africans who intersect with them must also be liberated. There is mm. no other way." That's Bobby Wright, mm. and then, oh, and then what? Then what? Bobby Rudy says is. Europeans should never be present in the classroom of our children. I repeat, Europeans wow. should never be present in the classroom of our children. They, mm. Their tainted truths should never enter our children's ears or minds. Relying on mm. them to tell our story and then defend us from ourselves is a sad statement about our will to be African. They are absolutely mm. incapable of teaching our children of their true power and responsible use of it in our community. Neither is mm. there any African potency in the words of Negroes. There mm. cannot be because of their influence leads to sub-integrationist suicide. They are not willing mm. to die fighting against the lies that betray our people's interests. They bring them. Moreover, today, their primary mission evident in virtually every school system where our children are found is to serve as the colored administrators who reintroduce European teachers into our children's classrooms so that mm. so that it does not appear as a European sub-integrationist initiative. No wow. one can work for and against our children at the same time. Affirm, Ooh, affirm. I work, I work to liberate our children's minds from whiteness. I work to liberate our children's minds from whiteness. 
I'm gonna tell you, man. That's powerful. See, that's powerful, ain't it? That's powerful. And I'm gonna tell yes, you. That's powerful. You know what's interesting, and I say this all the time too, is that the Inye say some these daily revolutionary thoughts. When I have a subject, somehow on that day, the Inye say some is incongruent. It's it, it, it's right there. It's compatible. Mm. So it's deep. Mm. So it's it's the ancestors, brother. Believe me. And and because of the mm. work that you uh, have been doing, and are continuing to do. And would you the work that you will do in the future? To me, you're one of the people out in the forefront in wow. the education of, of of our children. You know, you you know, and understand the importance of organizations like ASCAC. There should be ASCAC chapters. You know, I've, I've said this because I've been a member, and I've even mentioned this to to uh, to Mario and to Greg, and even on the ASCAC floor, particularly here in Atlanta, that one year that you know. We need, ASCAC needs to develop a program that on mm. Saturday, just like the Sunday school, mm. on the su- tomorrow mm. on Sunday, there's a Sunday school That's lesson right. that in, in, the, in, in, in the church that everywhere, no mm. matter where in the country, that Sunday school right. lesson is being taught. We need to mm. develop an mm. educational program like that on Saturdays everywhere in the country where there's an ASCAC chapter. This is the lesson mm-hmm. that is being taught, whether it's in the basement of a church, whether it's in the basement That's of a, right. a, a center or somebody's home or whatever. This is what needs to happen. We need to pump this educational process into the minds of our children on an ongoing basis. There is no summer vacation. There ain't none of that. This is every right. every Saturday or whatever do we do because right. we know the majority of our children are going to go to the public school system. There's very few, very, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. few African-centered right. education that are in, schools that are independent. Some are charter schools and choice schools, but we must understand that those schools follow the dictates as well. Right. All that is Absolutely. is just all that is is yeah. just uh, you taking the money from the public school to build another school. Mm-hmm. And if that other school, right. so some administrators probably got nice cars and so forth because they get paid well. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. No, I'm just, yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. No, mm-hmm. brother, you're right. And mm-hmm. and I say that because, you know, you mentioned the charter schools. Yes, some of our kids are coming out super educated. They can read well and do mathematics, right? But they don't know who they, they are. are. They African don't know who they people, are. as black people. Yeah. They don't know who they are. You Again, going back to when I asked simple, simple history questions, right? black history questions and students can't answer them, right? Like when I talk about mathematics, I mean, there was a movie that came out called Hidden um, Figures, right? About how black women, mm-hmm. right? Played mm-hmm. the, play, with a foundation for NASA, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. They, they use mathematics, their understanding of mathematics to help white men go to the moon. A lot of people didn't know that. You know, do you know when, when we used to talk about these things, they used to, they used to say to us, Right, that th- those of us that were conscious, that were Afrocentric, they're like, y'all, 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 this, that's an Afrocentric conspiracy. You know, black people didn't create mathematics, huh? Yes, we did. And when I went to Kemet, I saw it. Yeah, brother, I saw it right in the medunet that, that Europeans and now the Arabs call uh, hieroglyphics. Right, mm-hmm. the correct name, the African name for the writing is meduneter right. or meduneter. Right, right. And I saw it there, the mathematics, brother. Mm-hmm. I saw the calendar. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I saw all these things, brother. And I'm like, wow, man. When our, our kids go into a math classroom, brother, 
they don't even know that African people are the founders of mathematics, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's no there's no connections. And then, and then some of these schools, the students are struggling with math. I can't do math because they don't know that their people created math. See, mm-hmm. if the teacher had the knowledge, see, of that, then you will inspire the kids to want to do math. And then when they come out of these goddamn schools, I'm sorry for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I got I, I get passionate about this. Sure. When they come out of these goddamn schools, right? Mm-hmm. Then they can they can be the builders now. Right. Right? Or the rebuilders of of our communities and, and of African civilization. That's you see? right. That's but when right. you don't have that education, brother, and you notice I'm I know I'm speaking to the choir with you, but we have listeners tuned in that don't understand this. When you don't when you there's no connection, you can't build nothing for black people. Mm-hmm. Hmm? mm-hmm. My mind had to be w- w- awakened. I-, I didn't just become Bashir Muhammad Batar Akiyele. Somebody mm-hmm. came along. Thank God it was some. It was a Nation of Islam brother that woke me up. Mm-hmm. He said, "Brother, you got to start with the knowledge." Stuff. I said, "What's that?" Mm-hmm. You know, that's right. And he was like, "I know your history." Mm-hmm. I said, "Where I go document the stuff at?" He said, "He said history." You know, mm-hmm. first he started teaching about Malcolm, but I was so dead I didn't know who the hell Malcolm next was. You know. I didn't even know nothing, brother. Yeah. Elijah, none of this stuff. Right. But now, know? but, but he, now. But he inspired. Yeah. Yeah, he inspired me. And another brother named Professor Linwood, legendary history professor at Essex County College, um, junior college in Newark, New Jersey. He would, he's, you know, he's, he's retired now, but he started me off as well. He started planting a seed. He said, brother, I want you to read a book. And he had me read um, the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. I struggled with it for a minute because I was like, ah, whatever. Because mm-hmm. you would see me coming to his class. And, I, you know, I went to junior college first because I was, I was not, I did poorly in high school. So I had to go to junior college, right, mm-hmm. to learn academics all right. over again, right, before I went to Seton Hall in Columbia. So, brother, uh, <laughs> the brother, long story short, I would go in there chasing girls. And he would see me and, he, you know, yeah. he wouldn't disrespect <laughs> me. He said, yeah. brother. I see, you know, I see you, you know, you, you, you know, I see you. See, you recognize like the, see he recognized your potential. See, he understood, right. he, said, he knew. Right, right. Absolutely, he said, check this out, young brother. I want you to read this book. And I was like, all right, whatever. But one day I did pick up the book, brother. And I opened it up and I read it, brother. But when I got to, um, I think it was chapter four or six. I can't remember, but I know when I got to the part when Frederick Douglass was tricking his slave masters, his slave master's wife into teaching him how to read. Mm. And the slave master found out old. I still remember that. Old, mm-hmm. Mr. Old found out. And he and he admonished his wife mm-hmm. for teaching mm-hmm. little Frederick how to read. And he mm-hmm. said, and this is a direct quote, he said, education will spoil the best nigga in the world. That's right. All right? That's he right. said, education, he said, you teach a nigga. He said, he didn't say black. He said, mm-hmm. nigga. Mm-hmm. Teach a nigga how to to read, right? You can no longer control oh, him or right. contain. In fact, he used the word contain. Mm. And then Frederick said that he said, "I understood the power of the white man. Mm-hmm. That was what education. You see, controlling education, brother. It still brings tears to my eyes when yeah. I think about it, brother. Yeah. I cried like a baby reading that, brother. Mm-hmm. And that's what inspired me to want right to on. actually, right you know, pursue degrees." get an education, get good grades, all that. Mm-hmm. And I say all that to say this, brother, that's what we got to do with our, with our, with our young right. people today, brother. Got to inspire see, them. Let them exactly, know the great history Exactly, the knowledge of stuff, like you said. Mm-hmm. Knowing our history and our culture, brother. That's the only way. It is. That's it. it that's is. the only way. 
You know, there's no other way. And, and you I'm know, sorry. Go ahead, no, no, I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, as I'm listening to you and you're saying it emphatically, there is no other way. There isn't. You know, uh, the only way that we can do this, the only way that we can do this, brothers and sisters, is that we do this together and we do this for right. our people, not for money, you know, not for, you know, right. prestige. No, we do this because we are, we need to establish a future for our people. And that future mm. must be educated brothers and sisters, men and women who have the knowledge of self and who are not doing things for self-grandizement, not doing things for material gain. They're doing it for the love of our people to move us forward because we are under attack. We are on a That's constant right. attack. And, and there is no doubt about it that these Caucasians realizing their mm-hmm. situation, like you mentioned Francis Cress Welding, saying they fear mm-hmm. genetic annihilation. Mm-hmm. And so out of that fear, That's what right. will they do? Any, God, any damn thing that they feel they necessary that they have to do to eliminate us. So, mm, you know, ahead, so we, you know, especially the black man. Yes, especially the black yeah. man because he has the material for genetic violation. Right. That's why here, ahead, you know, that's that, that's why here in Atlanta, you know, uh, <laughs> you have a number of sisters. They got jobs and nice mm-hmm. positions and so forth. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. brothers ain't got nothing. You know, brothers like here, yeah. like that in North. Yeah. Like that in North, brother. Yeah, I'm, like I'm right, brother. As we speak, I'm mm-hmm. editing. Well, not as you speak, but when we, you know, when I, when I hang mm-hmm. up with you, I gotta go uh, to my little favorite little tea spot and finish proofreading this commentary and writing about um, how this this system, this society, is moving to 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 annihilate, to make the black man obsolete. But I said, but I, but I'm giving hope. I'm like, we we can avert this. We can uh, we can. I mean, we can avoid this. We can avoid it. You know, with what? Knowledge and stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, especially the black man. Especially yeah. the black man. But you it's like that, yeah. I mean it's well, like that's why that's why our brothers are getting murdered by the police. Yeah. And then we Across, on the other level we murdering each other because yeah. you know, we you know, we've been we've been whitewashed, we've been brainwashed to hate ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So we see another black person, we wanna kill him, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, they giving us they like Collins used to say, they're giving us the tools and the resources, right? To kill to to annihilate each other. Yeah, you know they don't. You know, but on the flip side, the police. Then you got a society that's putting a black woman up, putting the black man down, causing rift between the black man and black woman. I mean, I was on social media. I mean, a few a few was it a month ago, a few weeks ago. Kevin Samuels, you know, he was mm-hmm. a popular uh, right. relationship guru or right. whatever he was. But anyway, I'm just saying it caused a lot of a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. You know. I know it exposed. I say cause it exposed. Let me let me correct that. It exposed the tension, mm-hmm. the tensions between black men and black women. But that's all by design. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. But that's all by all of it is by design. All of it. That's right. It's, you know, and then is, this you is know, intentional. You know, when you this is in very right. intentional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you know, when we we don't have the knowledge itself, we can't see it. You know, we just think, oh, this is what we just do because we're Americans too. You know, you know, it's black folk that think we came on the Mayflower. You know that, right, brother? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. You know, there are black people, you know, they're running around talking about, I'm glad I was bought on a slave ship, you know? No, really. Really, you had this, you had this one sister 
I ain't even call mm-hmm. it that. This one negress, negress mm-hmm. down in Florida mm-hmm. talking about, I'm glad my people came here. You know, I'm glad they was enslaved. So, I, so because she's Christian, you know, otherwise mm-hmm. I'd be in Africa mm-hmm. worshiping a tree, you know, something like, oh, yeah. very degrading, man. But that's the mindset. Mm-hmm. They're happy. They're yep. happy Absolutely, to brother. be in an environment where Caucasians are in control and you are at their behest. Oh, man, are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, man, that's where we at, brother. Yeah. That's where we at today. Mm. But but it's all by design, brother. Yeah. We but we think it's just a coincidence. No, it's by design. Yeah, well, we all only right, got to cause all this, only, this, all these problems in Black America. Yeah. Go ahead. We only got a couple of minutes, brother. You know, I knew oh, this brother. time man, to fly. Time I knew this. Too, I know. I knew it would once we got going, man. Uh, uh, three four seven. You have a, any any comment before we get out of here? Three four seven. Six oh yeah, right quick. Brother Bashir, how you been, brother? Hey, Hotep. Peace, black man. It's Brother Jay. Hey, listen, brother let me Jay. ask you something. Yes, let me ask you something right quick. I know you do a lot of work over in Newark. I know you know the man and all of that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. Do you think he's done a sufficient job based on all of the things that um, he's faced? From these um, devils, yeah, I think I think under the under the under the conditions, I think he's doing um, doing doing what he can do. You know, I mean, we consider him in Newark to be the most um, progressive mayor in America. You know, um, because he provide he uses the mayor the mayor the mayoral's office to provide resources, right, to help our people get help our people become independent. You know, and I don't want to, you know, speak for the mayor, but I mean, he's created um, all kinds of programs. All right. Uh, For example, he created an office of violence prevention that's headed up by um, respected community activist, social worker, Keisha Yuri. They they, uh, he started that that uh, that uh, office or established that office to help stop the violence in the city of Newark, you know, and and it's had great results it has dramatically reduced violence it hasn't eliminated it you know we you know unfortunately there was a no, drive by yeah it was a drive by shooting um on june 30th nine people got shot a young brother uh came on a block and shot up the block you know but but it's not like the violence is not like it was under uh previous mayors you know um under the, the cory you know the cory bookers or the sharp james's right um, the violence has dr- dramatically been reduced, but it's a struggle. You know, it's a struggle. I mean, 47% of homes in Newark are owned by non-black people. All right. What? You know what I said? 47%. That's almost half the homes, right, in the in the city of Newark are owned by not non-black people. Now the mayor is 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 you know he's been he's been talking about he's been talking about this he's been working. Not just talking about it. He created programs, right, to you know help black people own homes. All right, because at least in America, that's the that's the fastest way to building wealth, um, uh, in 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 the uh, black community. You know, right. so there's a there's, well, a, there's me, a bunch of programs. Let me ask you this, because time yeah. is time is short. Yeah. What right. what is the percentage of black ownership in regards to to business? Oh, brother, same way, brother. The majority of businesses that are owned in Newark are not, you know, not owned by black people, brother. But, but, but again, 
and like many other cities, probably experienced experience the same thing because of segregation, right? Slavery right. and segregation, right? And I'm going to make this really quick. Um, you know, um, policies were put in place to prevent black people from establishing businesses and homes, right? You heard about redlining. Black people were redlining. It's called community. Right, exactly. All of that has impacted us to this very day. That's why we're struggling to own businesses, whereas mm-hmm. other folk, those things were not in place, and so they're own they're owning, they're you know they they're owning you know they're establishing businesses, they're owning homes, right? These things have happened. We can't negate that. That's why you know we got to invoke history. We we you got to look at history. This is what happened. And like and like you know what the brother, problem is, you know what yeah. the problem is that we just haven't figured out, and. It goes back right. to something the brother said to me like 20 years ago. Right. It's how we define the argument. It's like, how do you define community? When you define right. community, what do you use as the example to move forward? That's the problem right. that we have. It's just like yeah. you talk You talk earlier about these HBCUs. Now, right. HBCUs serve a purpose, but... It damn sure don't serve a purpose to make you an African. You right. not gonna, it's gonna give you certain yeah. foundation and skills, but like you said, yeah. you gotta become if you really wanna become an African, you gotta do the critical study and right. become associated with groups like ASCAT and things like that. Because right. mind right. you, when I went to college I was one of the fortunate guys to take a class right. with right. Dr. Clark at Hunter, right? Yeah. right. Check mm-hmm. this out. I learned more at First World than I ever learned in his class. And I mean, his, right. class, his class was no joke. You had to yeah. do a lot of reading and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah. you was yeah. at First World, it was an example mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. around people and things like that. That's why I always get a kick when I see James Smalls and, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the um, cars and all of them. Bro, right. remember when y'all was sitting down mm-hmm. as as I would call them poopers, didn't wasn't yeah. saying nothing. You, was glor- you glorified funkies as far as you know what I mean? Those that yeah, were close. Yeah, yeah. That's Big why I always, world, I always joke with yeah. Dr. Small about, I remember you was basically a gopher, but you were learning and you were developing and you were there. So I guess right. now as an elder, you could say certain things, but the yeah. reality is we got to figure out how right. we get another first world started and bring yeah. in the new scholars yeah. and be able yeah. to publish their work. Because remember, most of the yeah. people that came to First World, they came with, with, with their books. So right. you would listen to them, like Naeem Akbar, Jawanza yeah. Kajufu. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of the great scholars would come yeah. in and do a lecture, yeah. and then you yeah. could buy their book, right. and then you could study. Now, yeah. today, unfortunately, we're not able to identify right. the new Bobby Wrights, the new Amos right. Wilson, people mm-hmm. who are trying to put us yeah. 
in an African way, you know why? Because most of them got hooked up into that HBCU nonsense and just trying to find a nicer and glorified place in whiteness based on saying that they African. But they Mm, fraud, man. That's that's why I I can pick them out pretty much and, 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 and just laugh at them and what you call them. But it's like, understand clearly, who's an African, who's a fraud, and at some point in time, we just got to create a new first world because what we learned back in the day it's being taught, but it's not being gravitated to like we right. mean you was coming up. So right. that's the right. challenge. But right. lastly, let me say this. What? Congratulations to you and your queen on your kids, man. I, I, I oh, really always enjoy when you um, celebrate your kings graduating from um, high school oh, college or something like that. Because I, I know them are young brothers that are definitely on the path to continue, you know, our legacy as Africans, or I know you be on them, like white or right. You're not having that. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Having no doubt. No, appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. <laughs> I know, brother. Appreciate I, I appreciate you, man, and I admire you. I admire you for for what you're doing, man. I do. Thank oh, you very brother. much. Thank you, brother. For your no, thank you. Thank you. Right thank on, you, for Jay. Brother. Hold that. Have a good weekend, Jay. You too, uh, my brother. All right. Brother, we're at the top. We've been past it, but hey, listen. Yes, sir. Just, okay. I just want to give you a couple of words, if anything else you want to talk about on, that's on your mind, just the next minute or two. Uh, and mm-hmm. see if you want to. And please go ahead. Okay. Okay. Oh, brother. Um, first, I want to I want to thank you for inviting uh, me on your show. Um, please, brothers and sisters, make sure that you support um, African Perspectives Time for Awakening. Make sure that you support this radio show. It's very important. All right. It connects us to pertinent information um, to uh, awaken our consciousness. All right. To, to, to make us more African centered in our consciousness. All right. Um, so please support this radio show. Secondly, um, if you get a chance, just check out, you know, uh, some of my articles um, on you on your Black World. Um, there's some written on Black Then. There's some written in Patch dot com, all right, which is a uh, this is like a local digital newspaper under Huffington Post. Um, it's like a local, <clears throat> like a local. Uh, digital uh, news site, um, but I can't say local because everything is worldwide now. You know, everything is all <laughs> over the internet. That's right. Know? That's so, right. Right. So just come, you know. Please, if you get a chance, check out um, check out uh, my article, uh, my summary on revolutionary radicals. Have been published in these digital websites, Your Black World, Blackfin, uh, Patch dot com. Please check it out. All right. But most importantly, go get the book. That's right. right. Go get the book. Please go get the book. Revolutionary mm-hmm. Pedagogy. If you're a teacher, please make that your summer. Put that on your summer reading list. Put Revolutionary Pedagogy mm-hmm. on your summer reading list so you can bring that to the classroom in the fall. All right. And with that being said, Hotep, peace. All right, brothers and sisters. Thank you, brother Oshi. Oh, All right, so much. Uh, thank you, brother. Sante Sana, Dua. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All for right, inviting brother. me on this very, very important radio show. All right. Peace to you, my brother. Right on. Brothers and right, sisters, 
We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E. Because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants. Think they can't do it out and sure in hell don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahadier. Bibi Fahadier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family. Have a good weekend. Hope to see you Monday.